I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about good ones. We talk about bad ones. And we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. So if you're out there, come find me. Come find me. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here today with Genevieve Haz. We're always here. We're your hosts. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. I uh, don't like that. Well, I shouldn't say I don't like that lady from that. Is I think it's a Match.com commercial. But yeah. the way she says, come find me at the end of the commercial drives me crazy. And it becomes like an earworm for me. Why don't you like it? I don't know. And I think, have you intimated before that you think it's rooted in sexism? I think it's rooted in resentment. Um, I think that, and this is, you know, why don't we just start? Let's do it. Let's start with the realist. Yeah, sure. Um, I think that it's rooted in a a deeply buried perception that you have that like this girl would, would not pay attention, would not be would not pay attention to you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think it's like... Oh, I don't think it's I think that. it's some MGTOW shit. <laughs> Are you being serious? I mean, kind of. I mean, I'm, I'm joking, of course, that it's like... I don't think you're a misogynist or anything, but I think that it's rooted in a certain amount of, like, sort of resentment. Because she's very cute, and she's, and she's just like... She's just a real sweet-looking California girl, and she's kind of the star of that commercial. And then she she's a star of the one... She's a very noticeable one in the person in the one with lots of people mm-hmm. and then i think she has her own where she's kind of the the only main character um i agree with you that my dislike of her makes me somewhat uncomfortable and i wonder what it's rooted in however i do not think that it is based in that necessarily i think it's more based in um some negative feelings i have towards certain aspects of los angeles <laughs> i'm being quite serious here because i've thought about it i've done some thinking well, about think, it and do you think those dislikes are mutually exclusive <laughs> Um, yes, I do. Because I don't, I, there are, uh, as far as you're saying, like the, the type of people who wouldn't pay attention to me or who wouldn't like me, that is not somebody who I would care if it, she paid attention to me or like me. And and that's, and I think that's the difference there. I, I really don't feel like, oh, that would be the girl for me if only... If only girls like that would pay attention yeah, to me. Yeah, if only like, I wasn't getting friend-zoned. Right. Like, it's, 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 it's honestly not that so much. And I, I don't necessarily love my dislike of her because I do feel like it's... I do feel it, it, it's feeding on some baser instincts of mine, uh-huh. but I don't think... If it is some sort it's of sexism... It's not rooted in sexual jealousy. If it, is, if it is sexist, I might give you that, but I don't think it's in sexual jealousy. All so, right. whatever. Well, but you will the attest to the fact know. that I will sometimes walk around the house just going... <laughs> Come find me. So if you're out there, come find me. Come find me. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. It's also just listen to it. So if you're out there, come find me. I mean, let's. I think other people might think that we're just digging too deep uh, when you listen to it again. So anyway, what should we talk about today, Vives? We have a real podcast, real things to talk about. Let's talk about commercials. All right, let's do it. Uh, coming up today, uh, commercials in the news that I haven't read. We need to extend our sounder for that. You've been uh, kind of, you know just pounding the pavement looking for stories uh, yeah, I saw you Merle, a, Merle Lois Lane R.I.P. you have a couple of um, ooh topical you have a couple of stories here that I, I was peering ahead in the rundown it looks like networks are moving in a very surprising direction when it comes to primetime commercials I don't know if it's very surprising I think it's interesting but inevitable but yeah we'll talk about it talk about that and also a famous soon to be princess no names 
Maybe you can figure it out. Maybe you can't. Uh, turns out she had a star turn in a commercial of her own way back in the day. Again, I haven't watched it. I'm looking forward to it. But if I saw your notes correctly, we'll be uh, getting a little sample of that. Plus, it's quizness time. I put together a little quiz testing your knowledge of uh, fake commercials in movies and TV shows. Vives. That's a topic we've covered before, but I don't think I've ever tested your knowledge of it. So I'm going to be playing for you uh, clips from five different commercials that appear in TV or movies. Nice. And okay. you have to identify it. I've edited out the name of the product. You have to name. Oh, I have to name the product, not just You have to name the, the product and the TV show or movie. Okay. Ten points possible, five clips of tape. All right. I'm excited. That All sounds right. like something that is kind of in my wheelhouse. I think you're going to nail it. I think the toughest thing is going to be identifying the actual, remembering the actual names of the actual products and yeah, services. Yeah, that'll be tough. But uh, let's uh, kick things off with commercials in the news. Commercials in the news. So I found this article that's fairly recent. It's from uh, May 12th, so uh, pretty timely. Uh, this is a, an article that appeared in Variety, and the headline is Killing Mr. Whipple. <gasps> TV will test exit from traditional commercials. And I thought this was actually pretty interesting. This is just real industry type of news, so it's not, it's not like kind of funny jokey stuff like we sometimes do like with the long long man gum and long <laughs> long man but this is actually really relevant to the whole kind of the whole thing that we look at and it could really change uh what we see when we watch media what you see what what the listeners see when they watch media um it's no surprise to anybody that um, the way we consume media has been changing drastically and very rapidly. I mean, DVRs have been around for a while. Not a lot of people to fast forward through commercials and, um, you know, advertisers and networks, produ- producers of television got uh, a little bit smarter about finding ways to kind of get around that. Um, but now that we have like Hulu and Netflix and all of these ways to consume content on demand, it's really changing the way people consume media and it's it's really hurting the television so for the i think we've seen some headlines and we might have even commented on it on this show about like this being the first year that like overall ad spends have declined for some of the networks um or uh, you know for for advertisers Mm -hmm. um so here's this is this is just some interesting kind of uh facts that are coming out of nbc and fox uh, so they are changing the how much commercial, how many commercials they put in the breaks. Um, Fox is going to start offering one minute ad breaks uh, in its across its various networks. So like right now, an ad break is much longer than that. Um, I think ad breaks. God, in the peak, they must have been up to four four minutes at times, or three, maybe three yeah. and a half. Yeah. So check this out. This is what Fox is going to do. This is my favorite thing. Um, Fox is pitching its jazz pods. <laughs> jazz pods. Jazz pods? Jazz pods. Kids, do not eat jazz pods. Do not pods. eat jazz pods. Jazz pods is, stands for, it's J-A-Z, which stands for just A and Z, which are the letters used to designate the first and last ads in a break. So if you see an oh. ad break with like six commercials in it, the A commercial is the first one you see, and the Z commercial is the last one you see. And it kind of makes sense that those would probably be the highest the most expensive positions to buy a mm-hmm. commercial, right? Because Especially in the age of DVR. Especially in the age of DVR. But it's probably the one you're going to be watching before you get get up to go refill your soda or after. 
or the before you finally hit fast forward or the one at the end right. it's like you've you've hit play right before the show starts you've you've hit play because you've seen that lost is already back on yeah, lost so. what decade am i living in <laughs> um uh and then i was about to say westworld that doesn't have commercials all right forget the example but we don't know what it the is you get place. to the, you, the good place you hit play and then you catch the last 15 exactly. seconds of the 30 second commercial so they're like well we have this the ha- we have these commercial sandwiches you got the two pieces of bread no one no one is in Enjoying the bologna, so just the bread. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to stop making Im- bologna sandwiches. It's an imperfect metaphor. They need to make better sandwiches. Actually, that's part of it too, right? I mean, they have been trying to make better sandwiches. Well, that's the, that's the other thing that these networks are doing. Um, they're really challenge. They're really changing how um, what they produce, and so they're moving back to. We're actually going backwards to sort of like it used to be like the. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Like the so and so shot sh- show brought to you by. Brill, brill cream brill cream yeah, yeah. Um, and so they're actually doing things like creating TV commercials for that are specifically tied to This Is Us which is a mm-hmm. drama that NBC mm-hmm. puts on um, huge show right huge show um, so they are they're like state this is a big interview with this guy Gold who works for he's he works for uh, his name's Ed Gold and he works for um, advertising he oversees advertising for State Farm so State Farm is like his big client um, and State Farm is weaving, he's weaving his company into an episode of Blackish on NBC. So it'll be like product placed in the show. And they're creating TV commercials that are shot in the style of This Is Us. I don't know if that means it'll have like the actual, you know, people, actors in it or what. I remember when Mad Men was on, there would mm-hmm. often be yes. con- like commercial content that seemed like it was straight out of Mad Men. It was either commercials that had like a retro vibe, almost like they were meta commercials. Um, they also had commercials that just kind of took place in the 60s to kind of like capture that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the irony is that for decades, TV has been the biggest way to do mass marketing. Mm-hmm. But because of all the, um, uh, because of the fragmentation of all the of TV media now, it's actually becoming more niche marketing. And what that means for um, advertisers is that they don't want to pay as much to reach a smaller audience. But at the same time, if if um, if a network is saying, well, we're only going to be offering two ads during this one minute break, they're going to be jacking up the prices for those mm-hmm. two those two spots, right? And this is what Gold says. He says they can cut down the, on commercial loads. But it shouldn't be that we're going to double, triple, or quadruple the cost of a spot. That is not the game we are all in. Because hmm. he's the person who buys the right, ad space. Yeah. He's not going to like put up with, you know, it used to be a million dollars. Now it's $10 million. Right, right. It also affects... Um, That's the- why I think this is kind of surprising because you would think... Usually, not that this is their first step, but you would say if you, if the if the value of your product is going down, you try to move more of it. Right. So that's why I thought like if, if you found out... Hey, Andrew, guess what? Uh, Ad sales aren't going so great for networks these days. Uh, How do you think they're going to remedy it? I think... Lower the price. Well, lower the price and pack more in. Yeah. You know, but instead, they're going in the opposite direction. It's a super interesting, weird economics problem, right? Um, And actually, big advertisers like State Farm, like car companies, have historically had better rates because they're sort of buying in bulk and they they buy early in the season. Um, But because... They're going to put people, they're going to put all the advertisers on a more equal playing field with these like pods that they're doing and these like um, little niche groups of commercials that are specifically tied to individual shows. And because they're now dealing with a lot of 
new new economy products like Wayfair and uh, Blue Apron and those kind of products, it's actually going to level the playing field from some of the bigger companies mm. to the to the smaller companies. So the bigger companies aren't going to get as good of deals, it, even if they're paying less. They're not their their real estate isn't going to be as prime or as discounted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just this really interesting. I recommend this article, and we'll post it to our website to our Facebook page. Who like, wrote it? Um, it was in Variety by an author named Brian Steinberg. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, I think one of the, the last things I wanted to say about this was that's sort of interesting is that consumers have basically forgotten how anything gets paid for because we pay for so much by subscription now. We pay like once cable was introduced which was the first kind of subscription model TV service. Now we subscribe to so many things. I mean, you and I are like prime examples. We subscribe to Hulu. We subscribe to Netflix. Um, we Amazon Prime. Subscribe to Amazon Prime. Those are the main streaming services. We pay out the butt for cable. Yeah. We have I've paid HBO for, and Stars now. I occasionally pay for um, a movie on YouTube if it's the only place that I can mm-hmm. find it. Um, so we're paying for so much stuff that we either expect to have no commercials or very little commercials in that it's all people like all consumers are experiencing this. They it's just kind of created this confusion and this lack of cognizance about what actually pays for network television, which has historically been, you know, I mean, that's why they're called soap operas. Well, there's something that still doesn't make sense to me that somehow, okay, so the, I also think that there's a younger generation that's just used to free media, right? You're watching stuff on YouTube. I mean, they keep on trying to monetize that. Yeah, a lot of people are, that, are providing like, free media who right. aren't who aren't big companies like Hulu or Network or Netflix or whatever. And I'm an old old man, so like I'm all for paying for content, or rather, I would prefer not to pay for content. I am all fine. I, I'm fine with the idea of having advertising in you know. In media, like I don't, I don't even mind if there's a pre-roll on a YouTube video. Um, it's just when you open a website and there's not supposed to be audio there and it's blasting you out. I mean, I think there's some kind of crappy practices out there, but generally speaking, I try not to complain too much about having to either pay for media or watch, you know, watch ads or see ads for the free media I'm getting. But here's what. I would say 15 years after we really started to see the internet affect ad prices in both print and we're starting to see in TV as well. I don't see how it's adding up because it just seems like what's happened is all advertising has just been devalued. Like, so when you had the newspaper problem back more in the early 2000s and you, you just saw, I mean, it's been really bad for journalism. Yeah. I, we've kind of gotten used to it. This is not normal, but like we've seen news, so many major uh, city newspapers fold, all of that. Um, and because of the internet, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yet nobody ever found a way to really make those ads worthwhile on the internet as well. It's like, where did it all go? It's like if you were squeezing a balloon over here, it's going to blow up over here, but instead the balloon is just deflating. And I don't understand it because, like, let's just take the Seattle Times back in the day. Yeah. Seattle Times making a bunch of money out of, um, from advertising and classified ads, right? And then those were hugely hit with Craigslist and then also just 
the devaluing of print media and print advertising. They would say, well, where are people going? They're going online. Oh, well, then there must be a big boon online where Craigslist must where be that selling value ads go? like pr- crazy or SeattleTimes.com should have really expensive ads now. But nope. They didn't. The money didn't shift anywhere. It's just going down, and people are just expected, or people are expecting, not to pay or see ads. Well, I think you really identified the the crux of the problem when you mentioned YouTube, because when other than other than maybe the New York Times and a few like marquee media properties, if you're just a middle of the road local paper, not even the Seattle Times, but like the Everett Herald or something. And you say, well, you know, we need to pay our reporters and our staff and we're going to charge a paywall. Your product isn't, but there, there's always someone who's willing to put content up on on the online for free. Now, is that content as good? Is it as trustworthy? Mm-hmm. Is right. it is it perhaps slanted and it has, there's, there's a reason for someone to put that up there, um, like a Sinclair Media or whatever. That's a, there's a re, there's somebody who's motivated to give you free content because it accomplishes some other aim of theirs. So there's always free content, and people are incredibly bad at making judgment calls between what is good media mm. and what is like what's trustworthy media and what's not trustworthy media. So if someone's willing to give you free media and they say, "Hey, you can trust me. We're Sinclair Media or Sinclair is it Media Sinclair something." Um, you know, you can trust us. And maybe and it's Sinclair Broadcasting. Sinclair Black Broadcasting. And also, we're free, and we're not going to charge you anything for this stuff. Um, we'll take it out, you know, we'll take it out of you in other ways, <laughs> uh, like your democracy. Um, that's really hard for uh, Everett Herald to compete with, just like it's really hard for um, NBC to put together a very expensive sitcom and sell all the advertising that it costs to produce that sitcom when... Your average teenager is just as happy with some, you know, dingbat on YouTube telling you about their day. And then even for a quality content that isn't downgraded, I think that you don't need that much technical know-how these days to make an end run around the system. Yeah, a friend of ours. It's super easy to self-publish. You know, and Luke talks about this on TBTL, so I'm not blowing up his spot. But his dad, who's in his 60s or maybe 70s at this point, I assume 60s, He's got a VPN set up on his computer so he can bootleg all kinds of TV and movie shows and give them to his kids. Yeah. You know, like, that's not the college student getting around the firewalls. No, any, anyone who wants to can acquire, can, can get media free. Media is being provided for free without quality controls. And I think, you know, the Internet has been great because it has democratized publishing, but the Internet has been terrible because it has democratized mm-hmm. publishing. Um, this is the longest I think we've ever gone in the show. 18 minutes or so without playing a commercial. So without <laughs> cutting this commercial off, or cutting this conversation off too much, uh, can you tell me about this commercial that apparently um, uh, future princess... I almost said Meryl Marco. <laughs> it's Meghan Markle. <laughs> Meghan this is, Markle. This is in case you are... Uh, is res- Meryl Marco going to be <laughs> a princess anytime soon? I don't think so. Okay. Um, in case you are resolutely anti-royal news, um, Meghan Markle is an American actress. She's uh, and she's engaged to Prince Harry. I think they're getting married like this coming week. This weekend, yeah, yeah this weekend. So, um, so she was in. She's probably best known for being in the middling. Uh, I think it was like an F. It was it wasn't FX. It was a drama called Suits, and I don't know what channel it was on. FX feels right to me. It's something like that. 
Uh, it's not one of the big three. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, like many working actresses, um, she did a lot of other kinds of work. She was briefly, uh, do you remember the show called? Um, USA. Oh, Suits was USA. USA, that's right. Even worse. Um, what was the show where the model stood around and held briefcases and you had to guess which one was the briefcase full of money? Oh, I don't know. Um, it was a dumb show. I didn't even know that was a show. I only know it from going to Mariners games. They do that same thing with Key Bank here yes. at Safeco Field. Well, there yeah. was briefly, I don't know how briefly, but there was a, for a while, there was a, a game show, like a primetime or, you know, a network game show where hot ladies would stand around holding briefcases and some mechanism allowed the contestant to guess which one had the million dollars in it or mm-hmm. whatever. And... They just needed a bunch of anonymous hot ladies uh. to stand around. So she did that, I think, for a while. But she she gave a funny interview where she talked about, um, yeah, they put you in these really cheap five-inch high heels because they just want you to look good in high heels. Like, they don't care how comfortable you are. Mm-hmm. And no one ever picked my briefcase. So I would stand there just hoping someone would pick it so I could go sit down. Um, but in addition to that, uh, she also appeared in a Tostitos commercial. And we're going to play it here in a minute. The, all you're seeing is a close-up of her face as she is looking first at a generic brand. L- looks like Mission torti- tortilla chips to me, oh, that yeah. brown paper bag. Uh-huh. She reads those ingredients, thinks about how that's too many ingredients, and then is surprised by how simple and refreshingly few ingredients are part of Tostitos. Now, I'll tell you, the voice you're going to hear is not her voice. 13 ingredients? That's more people than I invited to the party. Unless Denise brings Carrie. Ugh, Carrie, (laughs) with his short shorts. White corn, vegetable oil, and salt. Now she's looking at the Tostitos. Yeah. Three ingredients is good. Good job. She does a lot with her face there, even though it's not her voice. And I like the voiceover as well. I think that's interesting because they're taking a shot at the brown paper bag chips. And this is something that I have not really thought about, I think, consciously before, or at least haven't vocalized. But when I'm in the store and I'm picking out my chips, I actually probably prefer the Tostitos kind or the kind, you know, they're kind of salty or they seem a little bit more generic. But you feel like you're buying junk food more. But when you buy them in the brown paper bag, it gives a a false uh, sense of authenticity. And so they're going directly at that. Yeah, they're coming hard. Actually, why don't you take a look at the back of that? It's just packaging. Yes, totally. Wow. Good stuff. I like it. I thought it was a great, a great... um, uh, totally like what you're saying a great strategy and she does a nice job when she when the person is when she's when you're hearing her voice over her thoughts about gary she makes this like ugh, gary now do you care at all about the royal wedding this week i, I think it's on friday but i could be wrong about that. oh no i mean i'm i'm happy I, i'm more happy than not i guess that i mean harry seems like a good guy and she seems great and i'm glad that it's a non-traditional it's not some you know inbred British royalty. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's an open atheist. She's, you know, she's had a career. She's And she's kind of charming. You mentioned her in an she, interview before. I don't follow this stuff closely, but she's kind of, you know, she doesn't take herself too seriously. Well, or, she's very media savvy yeah. because she, because of her, you know, her life before this. And I think um, she'll do well in that limelight, in that fishbowl environment because she's, to some degree, even as a kind of C-lister, to some degree, 
familiar with how to live as a celebrity. Do you care? This is not about commercials now, but just out of curiosity, I would ask you this off the air. Do you find yourself more curious and interested in this royal wedding and the royal family um, more than you would have been if you hadn't watched The Crown? Because I am. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's interesting to to think of, like, we feel like we know Queen Elizabeth now mm-hmm. better because of Claire Foy's performance. And it's kind of interesting to think of that person who I'm sure is a, you know, it's a fictionalized version of the real lady. Um, but it's interesting to think of that character dealing with the modernity, all of the elements of modernity that are you know coming to the fore here like you have to imagine that if this relationship had taken place even 20 or 30 years ago it wouldn't i mean charles wasn't allowed to marry camilla because Mm -hmm. she was divorced i think or Mm -hmm. or in some or older there was some pretty banal tame reason why she was deemed unsuitable unlike the 18 year old virgin you know that was a disaster uh, so, it, like, it's interesting to see the royal family ha- sort of having to um, enter the modern era mm-hmm. in this way. But of course, Kate is—you know—it'd be. In- I think this would be way more interesting if Harry were the oldest, because I'm. Yeah. Kate was a. Kate fit checked every box. You know. For them. You for mean. them. Yeah. yeah for the yeah. traditions. All right. Um, enough of this blither blather. Are you ready to play a game? I am ready to play a game. Mini have to all right Veeves. this will be I a like shorty our game music today i know you helped me pick it out thank you so much it is by do we remember who it's by uh tommy edwards tommy edwards thank you this is going to be a real quickie Veeves. um i have Five samples here for you, as I mentioned at the top of the show. These are all commercials, fake commercials that we have seen in TVs or TV shows oh, or I love movies. TVs. How I've many, seen, how I've many seen TVs? so many things in TVs. Can I blow up your spot about yogurts? <laughs> sure. I, I have this weird-ass pet peeve with Genevieve, <laughs> dear listener. And now I just like doing it. Where she... I usually do the grocery shopping, and I ask Genevieve to, you know, put anything on the list that she might want, and Genevieve likes to eat uh, these little packages of Greek yogurt. Yeah, the 80-calorie uh, Greek yogurt. Dannon, I think Dan you go for, Greek right? Yogurts, yeah. Blueberry, strawberry, and cherry. For 80 calories, you cannot beat it, you guys. Um, but Genevieve, when she adds it to the grocery list, she says yogurts. Because they... She wants me to buy her yogurts. I know that you want me to buy more than one container of it, but yogurts isn't a word. Yogurt is a word. Yogurts it's a is quantity. absolutely a word. Yogurts isn't a word. Well, then, Milks isn't a word. If I got you two cartons of milk... Of course milk, milks is a word. What kind of milks did you get? Goat milk and cow milk. Oh, oh, those are two different milks, aren't they? I reject this whole thing. Yogurt... For now, I just do it because I think it's funny. But yogurt is a thing that comes in a big container and you scoop it out one serving at a time. Yogurts come in individual containers. I'm trying to think of an example of something else that we buy. But if you want to know, you want, if you want to step to me about what can be pluralized, I play a lot of Scrabble. You want to talk about whose plural this is? <laughs> All right. That was an inside joke. Uh, let us... So I have these five clips. I'm going to play the first one for you. By the way, the first one is not necessarily the easiest one. These are kind of... Because I think a couple of these are just actually 
three out of the five are super easy as long as you can remember the actual name of the product in them. Um, so this one is a, kind of a medium to hard one. We're going to start with this. I'm going to play this tape for you. I, I've edited out in some places I've beeped in other places I've just edited out the name of the product. Remember the Alamo. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. But why remember a destructive love affair? Here at we have perfected oh, a- Okay, so yes, you know the movie. I know I the movie. It is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay, do you know the name of the product or and actually it is, service? Yes, it's it's a word that's like, I think it's lacuna or lacuna. Holy shit, and it it's, is. And it's lacuna. Because lacuna, and I might be bo- Le- butchering the pronunciation, is um, it's like the, in a text when something has been like deleted from a text. Oh, you not a text message in the modern sense, but you mean just like yeah, like a a a, a written text. Really? Yeah. Well, look at the big brain on Vives. Yeah. We have perfected a safe, effective technique for the focused erasure of troubling memories. Our patented non-surgical procedure will rid you of painful memories and allow you a new and lasting peace of mind you never imagined possible. Don't forget. You can forget. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good commercial. That's also one of my absolute favorite movies. It's, um, I don't know, I guess it's, a, is it a romantic movie? Is it a romance? I mean, I guess it's, sort. I, I think of it as a yeah, love story. It's an absolute, I mean, um, it's totally a love story. And it's, in it's my, heartbreaking. It's my, one of my top three romantic movies. Okay, next one. You ready? Yep. Okay. Available exclusively at your local drugstore. Do not use if menstruating. Anything um, on that? Yeah, that rings a vague bell. Is that an SNL commercial? No, but there are SNL connections between this show and Saturday Night Live. Make him chase the chunk. Oh, it must be 30 Rock. It is 30 Rock. You got and that. And that's, uh, that's uh, Jenna Maroney. It's Jenna Maroney. And she's... And she is, it's when she's overweight and she um, advertises a product called, oh gosh, it's so funny. It's Do you know what like, the product is? Yes. I write, I remember that it's like, um, is it perfume? And it's it is e- perfume. It's e- and it's called Enorme. It is called Enorme. Holy crap. You yes. got there. Wow. Honestly, I didn't think you were going to get there. All right. These are, I mean, I have watched every episode of 30 Rock. I mean, a minimum of. But Enorme, though. Times. That's okay. Um, here, this You're one. You're picking stuff that's like totally. Oh, like I know. My face. I know. That's not even the easiest one. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's definitely not the easiest one. Uh, as a matter of fact, this one, you're going to get this one. I have an entire minute of this commercial, <laughs> and you're going to get it before the first I word love is this spoken. quiz. I'm based, so good at yeah. it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pause it. Do you already know what it is? <laughs> no. In a time. How about now? Well, it's the inner world guy. Oh, it's, yes, I do, I do, I do, I do. It. This has got to be um, from the beginning of Tropic Thunder, and it's the movie about the gay monks, and it's called. Um, oh Come shit! On. Uh, it's like the. I'll tell you what, let me... Devil's Alley or something? Let me play... You're very close. Satan's Alley. (laughs) Satan's Alley it is. Only because I love this so much, let's play the whole thing. Oh, it's so great. 
in a time <laughs> I where knew it could be get different. It. You didn't even, all you had to hear was in a time when. You never even got, I don't even think you got no. to. It, oh, wow. I, think you got, I think I got it with in a time. <laughs> was to be condemned. And to be condemned. And to be was condemned. <laughs> was to die. Was to die. <laughs> One man chose to question his God. <laughs> From Fox Searchlight. MTV's best kiss winner, Toby Maguire. <laughs> Five-time Academy Award winner, Kirk Lazarus. And MTV Movie Award best kiss winner, Toby Maguire. The Beijing oh. Festival's coveted, <laughs> the, crying, the coveted monkey crying monkey is the best. <laughs> best joke in yeah. the whole movie. And in a, in a movie full of good jokes. Uh, you are absolutely right. That is Satan's Alley. This one is tougher. I can do almost anything that could possibly be asked of me. I can assist your employees. I can make your organization more efficient. I can carry out directives that my human counterparts might it find. Sounds like is that Michael Fassbender? It is. Wow, you're pretty. Is good. that from Prometheus? Holy shit, snacks! I am not going to remember the name of the product. I assume it's just the name of the android. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you remember? So I'm going to just take a wild guess and say. Uh, Come on, do it. No, I, we're I've, all rooting I've, for you. I know. I've only here. Take some time. Let's okay. let's let's start this up again and take some time and think about it. I can carry out directives that my human counterparts might find distressing or unethical. I can blend in with your workforce effortlessly. Eighth-generation Wayland type. Technological, intellectual, physical, emotional. Eighth-generation. Something eight. Um, is it a man's name? It's a man's name. Somebody eight. I'm just not going to get there. The Julian, the Julian eight. Nope. Julian. No, it is the David eight. Uh, okay. Which, by the way, I didn't know how hard that would be because I've never seen the damn movie. I was just taking the internet. I've definitely it. seen it, but I've only seen it once. Everything else you've shown me, I've seen, you know, multiple times. My concern is, so right now, by the way, you are killing it. Uh, out of eight possible points, you have seven. This next one, though, I'm afraid you're not going to get. I can play it for you more than once if you need. <laughs> oh, Zoolander. And wetness is the essence. Is it for a Calvin Klein product? Okay, uh, I'm going to give you a bell for Zoolander. I'm going to give you a buzz for Calvin Klein. But it is. But I'll it's give a, you another shot at it. It is a real product. product. Yeah. Fake commercial, is, is real it, product. Is it like. Um, Keep going. It's not Yves Saint Laurent. It is not. Come on. Moisture is the essence of wetness. And wetness 
Um, I believe you used to go to their test salon. Maybe in Portland. That's really? right. I would. I wouldn't have guessed. With I can't get it to you, no. but um, yeah. So, but that's still pretty damn solid. You got an eight out of ten. People are excited about it. The children <laughs> that was love a fun you. Quiz. Uh, you. You. Well, sure. You liked it because it was. Uh, it was easy. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes so, of my mind. This week we uh, we had some letters and. Although I thought that you and I exhausted uh, everything there was to say about the DirecTV commercial where the woman throws the boyfriend stuff out the window and and starts afresh with DirecTV. Mm-hmm. Um, people had a lot more to say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think kind of like the Hallmark Ham Dad commercial. Yeah. Ham Dad. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll just have the ham. <laughs> Pass the ham, please. Uh, this one was kind of a Rorschach test. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, listener Tom writes in, and he has a real, has a whole backstory here. Tom uh, has a backstory. Tom, no, Tom, Tom. Tom has envisioned a backstory <laughs> okay. for our for our heroine in uh, the Direct TV commercial. He writes, uh, as a guy, uh, for the record, I was not offended by the commercial, uh, and I didn't think much about the social implications when I saw it. Uh, but your discussion did prompt a thought that I'd like to share. Specifically, what we see in the commercial is the finale of a long, sad, stereotypical story in which the guy stood the lady up over and over, dallied with other women, refused to help with the housework, was constantly late with his share of the rent, Hmm? wouldn't listen when she wanted to talk, but expected her to support all of his projects. Finally, (laughs) after the 20th fight. He was the president of rap music. He was was making those sounds with his body. Um, after their 20th fight and him spending more and more time over at his friend's house instead of their shared apartment to avoid having to deal with her, she sent him a text which said, uh, this is very specific, come get your stuff by 9 o'clock Saturday or I'm going to throw it out on the sidewalk, you POS. Um, when he shows up in the commercial, it's 9.08 and she's just finishing up. Now, just for, for the record, all this stuff about 9 o'clock, 9.08, it's all this stuff, this is totally all just in Tom's the, head. All in Tom's okay. head. There's, I don't believe there's any... Okay. Context clues to suggest that this is true. Although, you know, there's nothing to contradict them either. Okay. Um, so Tom says, if he'd been on time for once, he would have been able to remove his stuffs amicably and in good repair. Uh, I think the most likely explanation, yes, the most likely explanation, yes, right. Tom, is that the young lady is a perfectly reasonable person pushed beyond her patience after giving him many opportunities to redeem himself. Uh, he says, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Isn't, I mean, it's a good theory. I was doing some thinking about this um, since last week's show, and I think he's a spy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's a spy. Right. Now, the thing is, and this is the twist, she's also a spy, but okay. they don't know that they're and spies. And they're married, and they're both super sexy. <laughs> and they're not. They're not they're and not. then they get married in real life, even though one of them's married to Jennifer Aniston. All right, now you're just being crazy. I was trying to be serious. <laughs> All right, what else do we got? Well, that that whole story made me laugh, because it made me think of that, that scene from... Um, party down where constance is like describing the backstory she's envisioned for herself as like dead prostitute number four yes 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 will you give me a second can i actually play that for you (laughs) because why not i don't Um, think she i don't think it's dead prostitute but it's like it's um it's no it's just a prostitute and uh what's the name of the what's the name of the gun that she had oh beretta beretta they called him beretta because he carried a beretta where did you get this souvenir i had a line on the show looking's free Touching will cost you. You played a hooker on Beretta. I played an inspiring musician. Who says touching will cost you? 
Sounds like a hooker. She was a young musician who was turning tricks to pay her bills because her abusive boyfriend had taken her life savings. I thought you said it was just one line. You see, that's the challenge, to create this complex character with a single line. What was your character's name? Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, in the school of Constance, uh, I think you're, you're really uh, onto something there. Um, listener Jesse had a different reading altogether. Can I mention now? Jesse is the same person who wrote the original huge screed, right? Yeah, so that this got is, us into it. I think in the first place. Yeah, this is following up on on his original screed. Uh, this is screed part two. <laughs> Um, He writes, wow, that was quite a different reading from what I was getting at about the DirecTV commercial. The commercial is flawed because it presents a realistic, emotionally charged situation, but the emotional content deflates immediately in an unrealistic fashion once she sits down in front of the TV. So he's saying it's like tonally or em- the emotional temperature is too abruptly shifts. Yeah, because I remember him kind of saying she doesn't call her mom, she doesn't go get drunk, she doesn't eat ice cream. And I was kind of like, well, isn't this better than getting... I thought he was making a social comment about like, back in the day we handled these things differently, which is totally on me for misreading Jesse. Yeah, he, what he was actually saying was that the switch from being full of energy to totally inert is unrealistic and breaks the suspension of disbelief we have about the commercial's narrative. We can understand that she's charged up because we've all been charged up at some point in her life. So we can empathize with her emotional state. However, when people go through something something big like a breakup, uh, particularly one where the emotions are high enough for things to be thrown out of a window, they usually react in some way. But the response here is nothing at all. She just sits in front of the TV. Um, Her non-reaction breaks the verisimilitude of the narrative, where at the start of the commercial, we could relate to her. That rapport gets thrown out the window when she sits down. Uh, he says, contrast this with the Summer's Eve commercial. That's the one where the guy uses the Summer's Eve and then has to overcompensate for mm-hmm. his destroyed masculinity, um, which is hilarious and works well exactly because it is a ridiculous overreaction. It doesn't try to be representative of how people live. It's a farce and it works as a farce. Mm-hmm. So if, I, if I'm understanding Jesse correctly, he's saying it's perfectly realistic. It's, it's realistic to have an emotional, be in an emotional turned up state over something that's emotional but that no one would then just plop down in front of the tv and like blandly consume you know to sort of zone out to the tv i guess so and i understand he's saying it's a pretty quick turnaround for that but again commercials are 30 seconds long and the funny thing is is i can just i know people i'm thinking of a person in particular who i know her first reaction when going through something like this, and this is not judgy, I actually admire her a lot, goes to TV. She buries herself in TV almost immediately. No, I'm sitting right here. I'm just saying you have an unhealthy addiction. I'm I'm guessing that you even know who I'm talking about in this particular case. But to me, I think that this is a TV commercial that realizes that a lot of people, a lot of young people, maybe it's generational, maybe it's not, do maybe have that reaction. When you're going through something tough, you really get lost. You start binging in TV right away. And sure, this commercial was not able to maybe in 30 seconds say, okay, time has passed. The sun has risen. The sun has set. The moon has come up. It is fall. Now it is winter. Oh, and now she's binging TV. We need the quick seasonal montage. Yeah, all right. Um, All right. This next one is from listener Dorothy. And we talked last week, uh, or, or a listener called in. I think it was listener... Lauren, am I remembering that right? Who sang the jingle about um, it's a little sweet? Oh yeah, Lauren in, or, uh, not, not in too Florida. Sweet. Yeah, uh, not too sweet, as she called it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Dorothy writes, "You too often reference the original song from which a jingle is derived, but not this time. Are you aware of this great song, Ain't She Sweet? I first became aware of it with the beat when the Beatles sang it, but it goes way back, at least to the 1920s. I 
didn't make the connection, mm-hmm. but I do. I know this song. I, it's a song that you've probably heard. This is the Beatles version, if you want to give it a play. And I'll just say, too, I connected with the Beatles, but I had this um, this documentary that I watched over and over and over again. As a matter of fact, I think I still have it in a closet somewhere um, on VHS called The Complete Beatles. I used to be obsessed with the Beatles. And it was like a... How original. Know, yeah. Uh, it was like a 90-minute version of the kind of Beatles huge documentary box set that would come out like 15 years later. This one came out in the eighties when I was a kid and they were kind of talking about the influences of the Beatles. And I remember, I think it was like a, it wasn't skiffle, but it was like, the, I remember them playing the very, very early version of ain't she sweet. And then they did play this, the Beatles version. this on an early bootleg too i used to have a bunch of these dubbed bootlegs of beatles songs and then years later the beatles instead of fighting it just kind of cashed in on them if you can imagine (laughs) paul mccartney wanted to get money for some weird reason um no i'm just kidding it's all about the art um and uh, they started re-releasing them but i remember this was a very very this was recorded in i think this actually this might be recorded live in one of those Hamburg bars. I'm not sure. This might have been in a nightclub, or maybe it was just a raw recording from the early in the Well, it days. looks like this is still from the Pete Best days, so right. Oh, right. Early. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that yeah, I do know that. I just kind of didn't make the connection. Yeah, I didn't either, but Dorothy, thank you for reminding us of that, and of course, that is where that original song came from. Uh, not from the Beatles, but that is that was the original song. Um, and the last one I wanted to, um, to talk about here is from listener Jackie. Uh, this is a a follow-on to the Snoop radio commercial that you played. Oh, right, yeah. Um, about four hymns or hymns, mm-hmm. uh, male. It's very, they're sort of like, I think it's a little vague about what it actually does for you, but they, I guess male enhancement is the general um, They try to make it male sound, health. They try to make it sound like it's a, a complete male health company, but really it's just, I think it's, a, it's just a kind of tarted up ED. I guess so, thing. although I doubt that it actually... I doubt that it's a vasodilator or whatever. Um, so this, this is the one where he says, he says, oh God, why can't I, why can't I find anything? Maybe today? not, probably, a maybe not guys, me, a, but yeah. probably you. Yeah. Sexual performance issues are more common than you think. Maybe not for me, <laughs> but probably for you. And I recorded that um, uh, off of the radio. I've been hearing that on sports radio a lot. So this is... Um, a commercial that it is on it does appear on iSpot, which suggests to me that it's actually maybe appeared on actual television. It's kind of like um, how do you describe this style of animation? It's like computer generated. It's like an emoji. An emoji, I guess. So I'm God, I'm so old. Mm-hmm. It's like an an emoji of Snoop. You know, it's recognizably him, and he's just a floating head delivering this message to you. Can I just tell you that this is a link that Jackie sent us that is an iSpot and iSpot will tell you where and when it's running and when the last run is and it'll tell you the stations and sometimes even the the show and all of that information is blank on here so this might still only be running on you know Hulu. It or doesn't something. have the look of something that would appear on 
television television it, it, it's it's kind of jank might be a, it might be a, a kind of a digital pre-roll say what say what it's the boy big snoop deal double g and i got a very special message to the players i want you all to go to forhims.com the wellness brand for men they got a one-stop shop for your hair your skin and even for your hello thanks to science wellness <laughs> can be optional they got this $5 offer that hooks you up and comes right to your crib. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. And head over to 4 A lot of this is exactly like the um, the audio the audio version that he cut. They just added some kind of janky animation to it. Yeah. Did you see, though, um, when I was originally looking for the radio commercial, he also talks about this on his Instagram page. Did you see that? He's got a whole Instagram page video of him like sitting in a uh sitting in his chair like in his studio just uh talking about for him so i know i didn't see that i don't follow him on instagram yo what up got a very special message he's smoking a blunt to the males i want y'all to go to at hymns you know why because they got some good product for your hair for your skin for your heart and even for you he just moved the camera. He's doing selfie style. He just moved the camera down to look, to show his crotch. Man, he's wearing man. clothes. Yes. Do they have the plan? For real, for real. They got a special Valentine's Day package. Hit them up and find out what I'm talking about. Tell them Snoop Dogg sent you. Then just takes a big hit of his blunt. I kind of love the era we live in. Yeah, it's great. It's good for everybody. It's great for everybody. You're not. I was being. I was being real. You're being sarcastic. I mean, I get it. I mean, Jackie says, "You guys, it's a TV spot." I'm. A, I'm a Snoop fan. Like she's. She's clearly into it. I mean, I'm. This is certainly not the the measure of our downfall as a society. It's just like. I don't know. I just have a soft spot for Snoop because he. Just by even having him be the spokesperson, he sets the perfect level and tone for yeah. this. No, I don't. I like this I so much more Snoop. than a self, uh, like a self-serious, like a man trying to get his sail up, right. or uh, even the overly cheeky Pull original. His truck out, which, truck out by of the, the mud. way, I was talking on TBTL this week. Luke was out. Hannah and Nick were filling in, and I'm explaining to them how my friend. This weekend had a problem with his sailboat, and I had to go to the dock wow. and try to get him to help. And we had to fix something so that he could raise his sail. And it was totally lost on me that I was basically helping my friend Tom get it up. You are the Viagra in this <laughs> yeah. scenario. You can anything. You can did Jackie post that to our Facebook group? She did. Hey, other people can post things to our Facebook group as well. Just go to, well, go to Facebook and then look for After These Messages Show. Um, and it's a little group. You'll have to ask to be invited and we are going to let you in. We just let a new person in today. We sure did. Sounds very exclusive. We let a new person well, in Well, we do have to let you in because there are bots out there. But if you're yeah. not a bot, you are welcome. That's mm-hmm. the only qualification, that you not be a bot. Yep. And that you're respectful. Well, be respectful, but I know all of our listeners would be. Um, you can find us on Gmail. E- email us there at After These Messages Show at Gmail. And you can always call us. We didn't have any jingles. Oh, no time. jingles? No jingles this we, week. Is the jingle. I've been taking it, I've been taking it for granted. It's a little bit I of think. a jingle drought. So we need some. A jingle we, drought. We need a jingle rainmaker. Jingle call us at 607. 
607-444-5597. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. You can't stop. Hey.